Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss six questions in nine minutes because leaders know how to be concise. Let's go ahead and start with our guest today. First question in a few sentences. Tell us who you are and what you do. Uh, Bob Coppage. I am the CEO of Simplex IT, which is a managed service provider, meaning that we have the role of the CEO, the IT department support uh, for small medium businesses or partner with their internal IT department in Northeast Ohio, period. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. That works. Question number two, what's the best thing about working with the team? It's it's interesting because there's that working with the team remotely, working with the team on premise, all of that. And and obviously that's changed. Uh, But, but we, we make sure that we hire people who have the soft skills, the technical skills. Yeah, absolutely. But the soft skills, which means we look for collaborators, collaborators. We look for people who are going to work well together, both with our clients and within our organization. And I am usually far from the smartest person in the room, virtual or otherwise. And so it's great because it is so, it's such an aggregate when you look at all the skills. So you look at all the people and whatever they come up with, whatever we come up with is almost always better than any of us could individually do. And it's that discovery process that's cool. We built that, we made that. And that's always fun to do. That is really smart to make sure that when you're hiring, I like that part a lot, that when you're hiring, that you are hiring with soft skills in mind, not just the technical skills, which of course you've got to have, but uh, but it's so important to have that additional skill set to being able to work with people and collaborate. I would actually, I would actually flip that because quite honestly, you can teach the tech. Mm, if, someone, if, if you need a tech who's at a level eight and they're a level six, you can get them up to eight if they've got the right soft skills, the right approach, all of that kind of fun stuff. Whereas if you've got somebody who's got the people skills of a six, but you want to get them up to an eight, that's a lot tougher and usually involves therapy. (laughs) That's true. Well, that's great. That's a great comment. Question number three, I hear from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge to get team members engaged. Tell us your thoughts. First of all, I think engagement is one of those things where we try to do that overnight. And that never changes. And one of the one of the comments I often use with, with my team and with my group and with other people is, is this evolutionary or revolutionary? Mm-hmm. And almost always, from my perspective, I want evolution. I don't want revolution. Because if you think about it from the standpoint of, of anytime you try to, to uh, create significant change within an organization or within a family or within yourself or whatever, the harder the turn, the more friction you're going to create. And friction is wasted energy, it's heat, it's excess, all that kind of thing, it's not productive. And I've seen too many issues where organizations simply think that they have to change immediately and quickly or else we're all doomed. That's usually not the case. And so one of the things we do is we basically sit back and we go through, we're, we're big believers in the entrepreneurial operating system or EOS system. There's others out there as well. But so we can basically say, I know what we're trying to do this year because I know what we're trying to do in the next five years. In order to do that, we got to do this this year. In order to do that, we got to do this this quarter. So we can always be looking at those nudges and those changes. And also we communicate a lot to employees as far as why we're trying to do these things, which is often not communicated effectively within organizations. 
why does it make sense from for this company to do this particular action or strategy now because once they understand the why they can actually join in and come up with different approaches to it that we may not have understood getting back to the previous question i really like what you said when you were describing evolutionary versus revolutionary i think that's a great way to look at engagement because that's that's been my experience is that it does not happen overnight but once in a while you'll get something that has a an immediate effect, but most of the time it's a slow, slow burn. It's a slow process. So great insight. Thank you for sharing that. Question number four, what other piece of advice do you have for leaders of teams? Um, I mean, the communication is absolutely, is absolutely critical and communication. You don't get to choose what is effective communication. There are so many of us who essentially, however I communicate, whatever tool I use, whatever methodology works best for me, well, that's obviously what's going to work for the people because I pay their paychecks. That's one of the dumbest methodologies and dumbest thoughts uh, possible. Um, Stanley McChrystal, who was a, uh, a general in the Army, he's retired now, um, and he, he headed up some of the uh, anti-terrorist uh, activities and strategies in the Middle East in the early 2000s. He wrote a book uh, called uh, Team of Teens, which is absolutely, it, it, I, I heard the guy speak and I really was not looking forward to it. It was fantastic. He knocked it out of the park for me. And the book is excellent as well. And one of the comments he talks about, and I don't know if he's the first one, he certainly isn't the last one, but is we, as leaders, we have to nurture, we have to grow, we have to empower. That whole concept of however we march, everyone else marches along with us in that exact way is so ineffective and inefficient uh, today, in today's organization. And it's going to do nothing, nothing but, but uh, continue down that path. We have to make our people and empower them and help them to be as productive as they can and creating as big a sandbox for each of, each of them as we can. And if we think of this as a I am, you know, the, the stuff flows downhill and what I say goes and all of that. All those things that make us comfortable are probably not productive anymore. Those are such great comments in this whole, I, I completely agree with the idea of nurturing and empowering the employees. That is such a great insight. Thank you for sharing that. Question number five, what other, and you kind of just mentioned one, but uh, what other successful leaders of teams would you like to recognize that have had a positive influence in your life? Yeah, it's interesting because I, I tend, when I look at people as far as from an inspirational standpoint uh, or, or from a, I learn from that, I tend to first dissect them. I don't learn from anyone as in they did this and that was fantastic. Therefore, I want to follow everything they do. I want to follow that one attribute, that one methodology, that one strategy and all of that kind of fun stuff. Um, one is, oddly enough, Annie Duke. Uh, and and uh, she wrote a book, oh, I'll have to remember what the name of it was, Thinking in Bets, where it talks about how uh, so many of us are caught up in the idea that uh Chess is the game of corporate strategy. That is what we should be doing. We should always think move, counter move this. And she's like, no, in the game of chess, you know every possible move there is. And there's a finite number of possible moves. It never is that way in the real world. We never know everything. We never see everything. There's never whatever. And, and her comment was that poker is actually a much better metaphor because mm -hmm. you don't know everything. You can play the best strategy in the world and lose 
You can play the worst strategy in the world and win. And guess what? You may not know at the end of it, which was which. And I think she's just come out with another book who, who which name I don't recall, recall but it's just a, a great uh, uh, a book and, and it's a great concept and I love that. Um, I, I Oddly enough, I also love uh, an explorer from the 19th century, Richard Francis Burton, who was one of the first uh, uh, non-Muslim to go to Al-Medina and Mecca as a pilgrimage, uh, wrote like 50 books and none of them are any good. Uh, but he just approached life as a do everything and, and enjoy everything and learn everything. I always love that as well. So those are, those are a couple examples. Those are great examples. So thank you for recognizing those folks that you've enjoyed learning from and, and all of those things. So thank you. Yep. Last question. Tell us about your first job. So in IT or just in general? Either one. I'm pretty open-minded on this one. So whatever so you want to share. My first job was actually, I was a dishwasher at a Chinese restaurant. Hmm. And I think I was 15 years old, which meant this was decades ago because <laughs> I am 62, 62. Uh, and it was interesting because... Um, for years, for about literally about a dozen years afterwards, I would not eat Chinese food. Mm. And the interesting thing is, is because when you see, you know, it's the old, when you see how the sausage is made and throughout my life, I have often found myself in situations where you look at something and you go, magic is done here or, or something unique or something incredible or something, whatever. And then you peel back the layers and you see how it's really done. And it's like, Wow. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. And I'm never going to touch that again, or I'm never going to do that again. And one of the things, this sounds weird. One of the things that's left me with is what I call the circle of idiots. And we are all idiots. We are all completely incapable of doing certain things. I cannot fix a car. I cannot use power tools. Uh, I cannot make anything green grow that you want to grow, and I can't keep anything green from growing that you don't want to grow. I mean, those are just completely outside of my wheelhouse. I am complete idiots, all that kind of fun stuff. And I am in a service industry where we have to deal with users who are concerned that they're gonna come off as stupid, that they're gonna come off as idiots. So my industry is somewhat dependent upon them being idiots because if they weren't, I wouldn't have a job. Right. And if I wasn't an idiot on cars, mechanics wouldn't have a job. If I weren't an idiot on lawn care, lawn care professionals. And it's one of those where in the service industry, I think we often, this actually came out as, as a result of, of being a dishwasher. So careful what you ask for or about. But it's one of those where we should embrace, I hate to say we should embrace the idiots because that is us. But we have to embrace the fact that our clients can't be as perfect as we want them to be on a certain level, be grateful of that fact because we want them, that's how they become clients and customers, but also try to guide them so that in spite of that, they can still be incredibly productive in what they're doing. They can still help their clients, their idiots, so that they can do, and then that circle goes on and on and on. 
I like the circle of idiots because you're right. We, we all have our deficiencies or weaknesses, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. And we, we need to be able to rely on other people to help. That's, that's yeah. the whole concept behind teams. And that's, that's a great way to look at it. Well, Bob, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you? You can find me either on LinkedIn, which is RL Coppedge, C-O-P-P-E-D-G-E. And I post, actually, I post a daily video every business day, a one to two minute video of something similar to eke out of my brain. Uh, or you can reach me at bob at simplex-it.com. Fantastic. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, you can go to teamengagementpodcast.com and download our engagement booster tip sheet. That's teamengagementpodcast.com. We thank you for joining us today and have a great day.